In case you missed the locket. Too much. Too much. Terminator, bright and shiv, I'm strong. And of course. Why does the why does your voice why does your voice drop? Legs of thunder. What do you think has changed about yourself? Ne? Yourself. What are you a different person from ten years ago? And what has changed about you? Like what do you notice? Example. I, 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 I suffer, suffer from, from the with Urulan. If we are co-coaches right now, Tim, mm. and then I get now that promotion of being the decision maker, mm. and suddenly certain players get dropped, mm-hmm. and I bring in players that were relatively not starters, mm. For sure. then clearly those are my players that I had to believe in, mm. or I've always wished that they could get a start. For mm. sure. For you know, sure. so to put it, I yeah. think that's what's happening right now. The locker room weekdays three to six p.m. Forget well. tactics. Forget tactics, yeah, yeah, no, guys. No, no. You must be simple. Oh, simple, oh, simple, oh, simple. Oh. Locker room is where you're at. You've got Tihang Terminator, Mabalani, and myself, Claire Grace Mpanza. But you can call me the legs of thunder. And while we move over terms to an excited conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that uh, South African football has, over the past years, been somewhat on a downward spiral, right? So mm. we've seen that the senior and the junior national team have failed to qualify uh, for major tournaments like the Africa Cup of Nations and the World Cup. Uh, mainly on, on the main side because mm. that's where it's been shaky, right? So mm. now in a bid to revive the team's fortunes, uh, Safa, of course, is bringing back school sports. Uh, but the big question is that where is South Africa missing it compared to countries like Japan? Mm. And basically to understand this and the possible solutions to uh, the country's football, we are joined by sports scientist and football coach Ustimbi Songosi, who is currently residing in Japan to basically um, unpack what we have and looking into South African football. Um, Coach, thank you for your time. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Hey, Coach, are you, like, like right now, you're literally in Japan? Yes, I'm literally in Japan. Oh, nice. Uh, so, so what, what, what uh, are you that side for? Uh, it's a combination of teaching English and uh, coaching football. Oh, nice. How oh, long okay. have you been there? I've been here for six months now. Mm. Oh. And how is it? How's, how's, how's Japan? Do you like, you it's a different it? world. I'm, it? I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, mm. um, experiencing a different culture, different mm. food, uh, and a different way of doing things, especially uh, uh, football. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. So, do you own a dog or a cat? You know, to to relocate <laughs> to a new world. <laughs> no, unfortunately, my landlord doesn't allow me to to own a dog mm. or a cat. Mm. <laughs> oh man! But thank you for joining us, um, Coach. Um, talk to us. I mean, about your football background. You touched on the fact that, uh, of course, you are coaching as well uh, while you're in Japan. But where did it all start? And um, perhaps just paint that picture for us. Well, it started in the early 90s in primary school. Um, well, before that, it actually started in the, in the dusty streets of Emamelodi, playing street soccer in the early 90s, you know, mm-hmm. in 1993. Sheesh, um, how old are you before you continue? Old, <laughs> I'm, I'm 36. 36, I'm 36. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, you, yeah, no, you don't qualify to. Be, pizza, yeah? You don't qualify to be called the underground gang. Eh? Rona, no. we are called the underground gang. <laughs> the forties. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so it started in Mamelodi at home, yeah. AC3, mm-hmm. and um, it then went on into my primary school years. Mm. I was fortunate enough to, to go to the FIFA World Cup in 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a soccer tournament there and uh, watched a couple of matches in the Mafana Mafana. Mm. So yeah, football has been my whole life. Um, and I've, I've turned the passion into a, a career. Mm-hmm. So why why now um, didn't you pursue that uh, professionally, like as a footballer, and 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 you opted for sports science? For for, for well, uh, yeah. I was good, but it's very difficult to make it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you grow older, you 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 have to try balance the books and uh, mm-hmm. the football, yeah, and uh, and uh, you know the the. Football, there's no guarantees. It's not like there's education where there's always a plan and a qualification mm. can get you somewhere. And football, you have to be seen by the right coach at the right time. Yeah. And uh, opportunities need to present themselves to you in that regard. Mm. And I mean, you touch on the fact that you're from Mamelodi, right? So you look at a club like Mamelodi Sundowns and the structure that... Um, they've managed to, to, you know, to grow and, uh, you know, being one of the best teams in the continent. Um, what do you make of their success and the structure that they have in place, looking from development to the senior team and the ladies, of course? Well, Sundowns has been uh, very good in establishing one thing, which is a philosophy of play. Mm. They've always maintained piano and uh, shoeshine, mm-hmm. football, which is a possession-based term of playing the ball, and making calculated entries into the opposition's mm. final third. So they, they haven't uh, uh, gone away from their philosophy of how they do things, which has sustained them going forward. Mm. Now, uh, let's get to now the state of our football. And, uh, you know, we well, most of us can agree that it's not uh, at the level where it's, you know, it should be. Mm. Uh, we've been struggling as a nation. Probably we could take it as far as, as a continent, you know, African football for that matter. And, uh, right. you know, you being in the sports science field, um, you know, what, what possible solutions or suggestions for that matter uh, do we need? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's twofold. So... Mm. In 1993, um, one of the, the, the critical errors we made, we actually disembandled school football and the USASA in the past. Mm. And that was a major uh, entry level for many football players, you know. Uh, the current yes. club structure in a lot of South African clubs only started under 12. Or uh, there's only a fraction of clubs in the country that have junior development programs from under six going upwards. Mm-hmm. I can literally count them on one hand. And uh, uh, kids are only entering proper football at 11, 12, whereas some countries have already started programs at the age of 5, 6. So the entry level of football is uh, uh, not at the right age group. Mm. It doesn't have to be competitive football per se, yeah. mm-hmm. because what I have to, what, when I was growing up, I was able to play football on the street. Mm. Um, but now the streets are not as safe anymore for kids to play street soccer. There's many cars. Yeah. There's a lot of traffic congestion. It's a different time. So there's a number yeah. of challenges. Yes, there's a different, and it's a different time. Mm. So young people are not getting optimal opportunities to play the game, whereby they develop very good neural pathways to the brain mm. um, of making mistakes, 
learning technical skills, traveling, you know. Yeah. Um, so learning critical areas of the game in that regard. So that's one of the challenges. It's the school soccer route. And I'm glad that they, they bring school soccer back to, to uh, South African football. So the other challenge is... Mm-hmm. Yes, No, I wanted to ask before you go to the other challenge is that so I mean when you touch on, you know, safety, right, Tim, um, do you think that now that is not really an administration issue in terms of SAFA, but now the country as a whole? Yes, 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 yes. It is a it is a a challenge, but uh, many countries in the world are faced with that challenge also. But Hmm. they do have safe playing areas, um, in their school system. Mm. For example, in Japan, Japan doesn't follow the club system, they follow the school system. Mm. But the school system and the school football in the country is extremely strong. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Then the second challenge? Yeah, the second challenge, yes. So the second challenge is, um, the challenge would be focusing on the quality of the coaching in general. Um, it really needs to improve as a, as a collective. Mm. I think what Safa has had challenges doing in the last couple of years is uh, running actual coaching qualifications, mm. especially CAF, C, B, and A qualifications, which will empower coaches uh, to become good. Uh, there's only been a few and far between uh, coaching qualifications in, in those levels, and uh, it's been giving us a problem in, in developing good quality coaches that are going to actually implement good quality coaching for young people. Mm. And you talk about football in Japan, um, you know, school football for that matter, being, uh, you know, much better structurally, infrastructure, I guess it's one of the the things that they they have uh, going for them compared to us. What other issues or what other um, things you've observed, you know, that, that they are doing right for that matter in Japan? You know, what have you, what have you observed that so is different? In Jap- just to give you a story, yeah. mm-hmm. in Japan, they've got an under fives program that they've been running since they first qualified for the World Cup in 1998. So they've qualified for the World Cup in 1998 mm-hmm. and they've qualified for every World Cup after that. Mm-hmm. So in the early, uh, in 1995, they started a a global uh, television program. Mm. Let's call it Yo TV Football. Mm-hmm. And for three minutes each day, uh, they would do specialized skills training for young people. Mm. And that global audience would be for five million kids, aged from five to about mm. 15 years old. Mm. And these kids would replicate the moves that they were showing on TV. So it's not necessarily that these kids were all in soccer clubs. Mm. They were learning these specific skills at home at a very, very young age. Mm. So the, the, te- the technical levels of the kids is extremely high. Mm. That is one reason. Mm. The second reason is uh, a lot of the training sessions that I've observed in the country, they are functional in terms of football training. So that means that they replicate the game of football extremely well. Mm. They break down a lot of the key elements in football, like let's say, crossing the ball, uh, they'll practice crossing the ball, uh, so similar to a game situation, mm. and that has given them success. Or, or let's say they're practicing dribbling. The dribbling that they're practicing within the game situation is very similar to the training exercise that they are doing. So 
So the quality of the coaching is extremely high. Mm. We've been able to to uh, give coaches um, good content. Mm. Thirdly, they're training on average. Uh, at the school that I work at, mm-hmm. the kids train six out of seven days of the week. The only day they have free is Monday. Mm. And they're training three hours a day. <laughs> so they're clocking in 15 hours a week of training. Yeah. Where in South Africa, we'll be lucky if we are coaching three hours a week, including mm. a match on Saturday to mm. make it four hours. So, as I understand it, and I think for me it makes sense, you know, you, you, you solve today's problems, you know, with today's, of course, solutions, mm-hmm. which is one of them technology. You spoke about television as well, which is something that we could say it's used for conditioning a, a mind, you know, so to speak. And they use that to actually uh, groom, you know, a specific age group, more specifically the younger and I think it, it it makes sense. So that and school, where most you know younger generation or, or rather um, you know young kids are, we spend most of the time at school. So we, what, that is definitely the best uh, way to actually groom and, and 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 mold you know minds into exactly what you want it to be, which is football mm-hmm. in this case. So for me, I think yeah. that makes sense. Maybe you know these are some of the things that we should be actually you know, taken from as well as, as, as South Africans uh, from these nations yeah. uh, that you have observed as well. Yes, no, I fully agree. I fully agree. Uh, another big variable that they've, they've worked on, which is a big factor, um, for many years, Japan have been involved with what they call as Kuva coaching. Now, Kuva coaching, Kuva. Kuva, okay. Okay, Kuva coaching is the number one skills-based training in the world. So the kids are, are, are doing a lot of technical skills, like 1v1 play, 1v1 mm-hmm. attacking, 1v1 defending, mm-hmm. specific ball mastery skills to master the ball, um, like stepovers, uh, cross cuts, mm-hmm. um, outside cuts, inside cuts. Yeah. So critical skills that are required to become a complete football player. And this program was implemented in Japan in the early 90s. So... Already the program has been going on for 54 years. Sure. That's why if you had to look at Japan's women's national team, another interesting scenario is that Japan's women's national team won the World Cup in 2011. And they've won two additional World Cups in a space of seven years with a player pool potential of only 50,000 players. Hmm. Wow which is significantly smaller than a, a majority of countries in the world. Mm, mm. So their technical development base is extremely strong. So, Stenbiso, as I understand, Ezo, you've been to Brazil, Netherlands, Spain. So you've been to different countries, you've experienced their cultures, you've experienced how football, their football, they're growing their football, or, mm. you know, they run their football for that matter. Now, what is the one thing that you could say stands out or that you've also, you know, picked up uh, in these countries that you could say stands out for you in terms of growing their football development, uh, football development that, that you, can, you can probably explain or maybe, you know, let us in on that you, you've, you've consistently uh, observed within right. these countries. So, with all these countries that I've mentioned, mm. that you mentioned, 
The one chilling feature that comes out is that uh, they merge football with what they call is futsal. Now, futsal is the mm. oh, yes, uh, yes, outdoor yes. game mm. of mm. 5v5. Yeah, mm. yeah. And in the development age groups, uh, players like Neymar Jr. in Brazil, mm. uh, Ronaldinho, mm. um, all these Brazilian great players that played for Santos and for clubs in Brazil, they all grew up playing futsal till 15. Mm-hmm. You know, because futsal puts you in a high-pressure environment. For sure. And you need to make quick decisions on the field. And it has all elements of the game in a 5v5 scenario. Um, and also street football. So all yes. of these countries, they, they have a big emphasis on street football and on futsal from a young age group. Mm. That's the number one feature. Brazil has also two other uh, activities that are linked to soccer, beach soccer, and also what they call it foot volley. Mm -hmm. Now, foot volley is a combination of soccer and volleyball Mm -hmm. on the beach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so it develops ball control, chesting the ball, Mm -hmm. um, using the instep, heading the ball, and that's Brazil. And Brazil is is a... Football crazy country. Huh. It is. Spain indeed. on the yes, Spain on the other hand mm. focuses a lot on the club system. So you know they've got clubs that are, are 100 years old, like Real Madrid and Barcelona. Mm. You know, yeah. again they've got a, they've got a, a very strong national playing identity. Mm. So they're very aware of how they want the game to be played, mm. and uh, this is. Uh, influenced all over the country when they're selecting players. You know, you'll not you'll not see Spain playing the long ball of football. Mm. They'll play carpet football, they'll build up from the back, they'll play to the third, they will make combination passes mm-hmm. uh, influenced by a club like Barcelona. Mm. But that is their national playing identity. Mm. With regards to the Netherlands, Netherlands, every two kilometers as a football field mm-hmm. and their coach yeah. education is the best in the world mm. so with all of these countries then they've set up or rather uh, you know yeah they've set up like a, an ecosystem for football to actually excel you know um, yes. in terms of infrastructure of course which is something we have a challenge with and we understand where well, the reasons for that we're not going to get into that um, yes. but but they've set up some you know an environment where they can actually you know excel in football it allows for football to grow and and and, and be and be successful in that regard as as countries so with us i can't help but think of you know you spoke about futsal for me, it, it almost reminds me of my days or even the days before, you know, in South Africa where, and you mentioned it as well, you know, we used to play football gokasi, one ball for that matter, you know, yes, one ball one was the yeah. culture, yeah. you know, was like our yes. futsal kind of situation. I mean, it was yes. 5v5 or the street against the other street, whatever the case, you know, but it yes. was an everyday challenge. Yeah, yeah, for me, challenge <laughs> as well. I mean, we grew up in yeah. those days and, and, and that we do we did that every single day you know so yeah when i when i hear about brazil futsal and all of that you know and 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 i like the fact that 
they didn't leave all of that in the past. You know, they tried to yes. grow with it and, and, and accommodate, yes. incorporate it, whatever. You know, yes. uh, with with technology, of course. You know, build, build uh, football fields, build, build. Uh, you know, an environment, create an environment where these players can actually still, still, the youngsters, the young, the the the, the youth can still utilize. You know. And, 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 yes. and be what they want and then excel and enjoy football the same way. But we didn't. For some reason, we, we stopped somewhere. We, 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 it, I think it all fell apart when we disbanded USASA. Mm. You know, USASA had a system of 300,000 school educators. Yeah. It didn't matter necessarily if the school educator was knowledgeable about football or not. Yeah. But they loved football. And when they saw a talented player, they would recommend a talented player like Dr. Kumalo to mm. Kaiser Chiefs or to Mamiro Di Sandown or to Orlando Pirates, yeah. where that specific player mm. was then, whose talent was then further enhanced. Mm. So they became the scouts of, of the football. Mm. And when Nusasa uh, disintegrated, we, we stopped having a system where, where young people um, were participating in football. And also, with Yusasa's disbandment, so too was physical education in school. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know? So, so physical edu- it was Yusasa soccer, then physical education was the extra time that we had before, mm. and, then, and then youth football, uh, Kokasi, mm. was the added hours. Mm. So one of these hours, you'd find that a kid was training football mm. for 8 to 12 hours a week, mm. and now they're only training... For three and a half hours a week, so mm. we've lost a lot of wow. typical time yeah. in that regard. Yeah. You know, mm. I mean, Ste, you when you were touching on Spain, right? Um, you you touched on identity, and uh, you look into the national team. And now, when you look into South Africa, right? I mean, we've heard our coach saying that no, 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 the quality of South African football, it's not really there, right? So now you look into, <clears throat> sorry, the sixteen clubs that we have uh, in the DSTV Premiership. What identity are we building for, for for the national team, you know, so that they ha- also have something to work towards where integration is not a headache for the coach and the national team? And, I mean, when you look into Spain, you choose all players from Real Madrid, Barcelona, they gel perfectly because they understand um, the kind of football yes. that is expected from them. Right. So my, my take is you need to have a lot of the players in the national team coming from one club. Because the non-verbal communication on the football field is easier mm. when the majority of the players mm. are coming from one club. Mm. Mm. So in this instance, it could be sundowns. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, like when Spain won the World Cup in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barcelona. I think it was seven of the players on the field were from Barcelona. Mm. Yeah. Three were from Real Madrid and then one or two were from Valencia and mm. Villarreal. Mm. So, you know, we, we need to be developing that um, non-verbal communication is easier at club level and it should integrate into national level. Instead of finding 11 players that only get a few opportunities a year to play together with. Mm. That's one. Secondly, we, we need to fine-tune and decide exactly how we want to play. I think we've got an idea and we can learn critical lessons from countries that have a similar playing philosophy to us. Mm-hmm. So countries such as Brazilian football, 
countries such as Spain because we, we want to be a ball-playing team, mm. we want to keep possession, sure. we want to have dynamic movement on the field with quick interchanging passes, dynamic agility, dynamic balance of players who are penetrating and who are very good at doing combination play on the mm. field. So I think those are the critical features that we need to look at in order to grow our game further. Mm. And uh, I guess sports science again before you know mm-hmm. we let you go. Sports. Let's go back to sports science again. What what um, do you think? How, how has it changed? Has it changed football in what sense uh, recently, so to speak? Yeah. Well, it's given it's given the coach more information about training load and uh, preparation of players. Mm. You know, now you're, wearing, you're getting players wearing. Yeah, GPS vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, calculating how much passes were completed in the game. Mm. Um, just giving coaches uh, more information about how to stress players yeah. without avoiding injuries or burnout. So, mm. both times has really helped the coach in that regard to gather information about players. So, is it something that uh, you you'd encourage even current? Uh, professional players to actually get into, I mean, you know, uh, play football and something, you know, to do after football as well. If, if, if maybe yes. a player I would, had to I would start really something. Suggest yeah. it. I would really suggest it mm. because uh, uh, in rugby, for example, at, at, at school level, you'll find that there is a biotineticist, there's a sports scientist, mm. there's a physiotherapist that have, uh, uh, that have uh, an office or a studio within the school setup itself. Mm. And they are actually there full-time with the coaches. Mm. So it's got to actually start at a, at a younger level uh, to incorporate the science into the game, mm. to aid players uh, with the physical, with the nutrition, uh, giving players supplementation if they require supplementation, if the physical is not growing at the right level. So sports science can really, really help coaches. And it will give coaches... Uh, more information. So if you're a coach, I would suggest doing, even if it's a certificate of one year, mm-hmm. over and above your coaching qualification, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, to, yeah. just to ensure that you are uh, knowledgeable about how the human body works. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Makes yes. sense. Makes sense. Yes. Ste, thank you so much for, yes. for your time. Uh, I think we've stolen a, a good 30 minutes of your time. <laughs> uh, we apologize for that, but we appreciate your no, analysis. And uh, we'll definitely catch up again with you soon. Okay, thank you very much. Sure, when do you sure. come back to South Africa, by the way? Or is it a never thing? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my, my family's been very supportive. Uh-huh. And they've given me the green light to, to see the globe. Um, there's a number of countries that I still want to go and uh, oh, nice. uh, see football in. Mm-hmm. I want to go work in Spain. I want to go work in... Um, in South Korea, mm. I want to do maybe a trip to Brazil, Argentina, mm-hmm. Portugal, mm. um, to see how football works, uh, to, to do YouTube channels, because I've actually got a YouTube video, mm-hmm. a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, by my full name, Timbi Songkosi, okay. uh, where I make training videos, and right now I'm, I'm in the process of uh, recording a lot of the Japanese training sessions, mm. uh, just to show South African coaches what is done. So... Yes. I will come back because I need to impact knowledge into our yeah, people into yeah. South Africa. Mm. Uh, but right now, um, the the road is uh, global. Okay. okay, I like that. Okay, okay, mm. the traveller. Um, <laughs> we want 
to I, I want to actually take a look at your YouTube channel as well. what what did you say was Tembiso? Of course. Oh, Tembiso, of course. Okay, okay, cool. I uh, will check it out. Yeah. We'll check it out. Thank you very much, Tembiso. Okay, okay. Tembiso, uh, S I T H. All right. S I. Okay. Yes. Got it. Cheerio. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. You too. Bye. In case you missed the lockets. Speaking of pressure, yeah, Mamelody yeah. Sundowns, clearly mm. uh, there's pressure. We, we're seeing changes in, in the technical team mm-hmm. uh, where Coach Manuba Mniti is um, demoted or moved. Let's, let's use the word move. Come back, uh, come back. What, what, what do you want me to say? Uh-uh. Not, not move, not demoted. Which one is what? it? What? So not demoted. 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 He was you... the main man and he's no longer the main man. Hey, you don't know, I'm listening at home. It's playing with my mind. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't get demoted. Yeah, he was convinced. <laughs> but uh, reality, things be a crowd in. Things be a crowd in reality. Yeah, I'm all good. It's like, no. I'm going to demotion. I like demotion. Twitter, it is Vision V underscore SR, Instagram and Facebook, Vision V Sports Radio. Or simply use that live chat option that we have, of course, on our app. If you don't have the app, do download it. It is on your iOS and your place. So you. Yes, We've got football galore. Yes, ma'am. The Locker Room, weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m.